take a sweet. Mm, it's almost that time. Take yeah, man, the Swig Podcast, man. Yeah, we gotta tune in. Man, let me grab this beer right quick, man. Yeah, let me get my drink ready. Yeah, yeah. Man, you know, man, they be talking about all types of stuff on the man, the loggers, the man. There's some beers I ain't never even heard of on there. We about to learn about them, though, yeah. too. What's up, world? It's your boy, the Bearded Brother. And Shani Hadia, the marvelous gift in the building. What up, good people? Y'all sipping okay today? How y'all feeling? You drinking well? We we drinking pretty good today. Wonderful. Anytime I can drink beer, it's always a good day. Listen, and we got a decent amount of beer today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> we had a little pre-production meeting and we cracked open two of them already um and now we have a decent little lineup of beers brings you a bring you a quality episode yeah by the end of this episode i'm not sure how good of a quality it will be because i've been drinking all day so you're gonna find out as we find out so yeah i've definitely (laughs) been sunday sipping um so Everybody like, okay, but what are y'all drinking? Y'all got a whole lot of beer, but what are y'all drinking? Well. Let us tell you. If you follow us on IG. Okay, Google. Anyway, just rude. Um, (laughs) Just want to be in the conversation. (laughs) So if you've been following us on IG, you might have saw my post yesterday with my cool ass shades on. And now you know, you know, (laughs) my cool ass black Abbey shades with the Jameson hat. Well, this green is kind of fire. It's like a dark forest green. I think we might have to we might have to get a a finish uh, a a photo when we're done. I think you wear the hat. I rock the glasses and the beer is just going to be empty. (laughs) (laughs) But enjoy. That's the main part. But enjoy. (laughs) So, um, Rhizomes, um, a, a production company here in Nashville that puts on some awesome festivals. They specialize in beer festivals or yeah. they just do festivals in general? Uh, beer festivals. Okay. Well, no, no, no. They do other festivals because they did the Rosé Festival. Yes. So, okay. yeah. Um, but, you know, pandemic hit, had to pivot a little bit. So, they've been doing... Rise Homes. I don't know. They have like a, a H in parentheses and it's like Rise Homes, but you know, homes. homes. But it's, you know, it's, like it, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a cute little play on words. Um, they do virtual events and they definitely brought a banger this last time. Um, so we met with them uh, two weeks ago now, almost. Somewhere, two just, and a half, just over two weeks a week ago. and there's some change. And um, just to, you know, talk ideas for their festivals and um, diversity and all that good stuff. But one of the cool things is they invited us to participate in their St. Patty's Day event. So that was really fun. Um, Unfortunately, we couldn't make the live event on Saturday, but we wanted to get together, drink all of the goddamn alcohol that they provided us. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> this, this is one hell of a care package yeah yeah right. drink all of that and um also watch the the video and just kind of experience the event though we weren't live with it it's definitely been fun thus far yeah and of course like like kramer said anytime we get to drink that's right, <laughs> right. it's hard to not have a good day yeah yeah and <laughs> so um oh what did we start out with in the pre-production, yeah, the pre-production. We started with the um, forty-four, uh, as some OGs of Black Abbey like to call it, the POTUS. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It's a uh, coffee porter, um, and it's like one of my favorite brews they make, flagship or otherwise. Yeah, toffee and coffee, substantial, dark and complex. It begins with us. So yeah, that the forty-four was a nice start. And so we said, of course, this was a, a Black Abbey and Jameson collab. Um, so Jameson, the whiskey, we also had a, a bottle of that. And the cold brew, which goes really well with this uh, 44, but do pour 
Be mindful. Mindful. There we go. Be mindful of your pores. Yes. Because, yeah, that's how we started off. We started off with uh, the 44 and we poured the cold brew in. The first glass was, you know, we, we're doing little tasters for that one. So the first glass was nice. The second one, we had a little less beer and, and a little more cold brew. And we definitely um, felt the liquor on that yeah, one. You definitely got to <laughs> pour on your preference. If you want more beer, pour lightly on that on a cold brew and vice versa. If you want more of the cold brew, but a little bit of the beer, you know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> so then they gave, um, they gave us a, the Tennessee IPA. Yes. That was our next, our next beer. Um, for that one, we had some of the cheese with it. Yes. And it definitely brought out flavors that I didn't taste before. Yeah. Like the pineapple. Did not taste that ever. Okay, yeah. So we're watching a video, and we've had Tennessee IPA. Um, We enjoy Tennessee IPA, but we call it a beer drinker's IPA. Like, no frills, nothing fancy or anything. And that's perfectly fine. But um, so when when Isaiah was going over the flavor profile, Kramer and I looked at each other and was like, well, I don't remember none of that. Pineapple passion? Yeah. And you got to think about it probably because we don't we don't remember it because it's not a juice bomb. Yeah, it's very um, American IPA standard, and so those flavors come more subtly. Or if we're used to, or either we're used to them. Like, well, I think I haven't had the Tennessee IPA in a while. So when you mention the IPA, I'm thinking about the one I had earlier today that was just you know hella. Uh, hella citra just Mm. it it hits you and you know you know that it's orange or you know that you're getting (laughs) some tropical flavors you know um but the tennessee ipa one it's a little more subtle a little more um you get just more of the hops yeah you know but not necessarily I don't know, not not necessarily the flavors weren't they weren't pronounced. You know, because it's not right. a you know it it's uh they were in the boil, and they weren't dry hot. No, you know, and it's like very pretty low key hops like whole melon and I forget the other one they mentioned. Um, right. So we say all that to say when he said it, we both looked at each other and was like, huh. So we poured up the Tennessee IPA. We tasted it initially. We're like, okay, we see some... I think we got more of the more like papaya yeah. on that first one um, that he mentioned. Yeah. But then when we had the cheese, and this was a Coolia farmhouse cheese. It is out of um, Ireland. I just looked it up because I was. It, it was a very good cheese. It was delicious. <laughs> that thing was delicious. And um, it's, sharp, it's sharp when you first eat it, but then... The flavor melts into your mouth and just becomes kind of this creamy, um, rich, slightly yeah. slightly pungent, but like on a a cool scale. Not not anything like a blue cheese or anything. Nothing like that. stinky at all. Yeah, and so um, got a nice little crunch I like with it. Yeah, yeah. We had so we had that one, and then we tried the beer. And that mm-hmm. pineapple came through with that one. It was strong. Like, oh, that was good. That was good. So I'm going to have to remember that. I got to get a cheese like that if I want to drink an IPA. Yeah. like that. It, it definitely makes you want to pair some cheeses and see. Because we also had the blue cheese. I felt like the blue cheese for me brought out more of that pineapple tropical flavor. I don't know why, but as soon as I ate the you right. You right. It was, cheese, it was I the blue it. cheese. I was like. Oh, so I, that's definitely something I want to look up after this recording to see why that might have happened. Yeah, the first cheese, it made it just smoother. It was yeah. like it took the edge off of the IPA. Mm-hmm. It and mellowed so, it out. Yeah, bit. you still got melon notes, but when we had that blue cheese, that funk, it came through, and that's when that pineapple showed up. And we were like, wow, okay, we taste it. So it, it's fun um, when people mention a flavor of beer and you don't necessarily think of it. Now, had we just sipped the beer and we said, well, what are we getting from it? We probably, you know, could have come up with some of the notes. 
Um, oh, I got some of the peach that mm. Carl that uh, Isaiah said Carl Carl typically gets. It was very much on the finish, mm. very much on the finish. Like my third swallow after a after a sip, you know, it was just. I could. I tried to taste for it. But I was like, I just couldn't catch it. Yeah, that, that's a dope thing. Everybody's a little different. Kind of tempted to pour the last little bit of my Jameson in this. Ooh. See, just to see, you know. I'm, I'm gonna pour it in this one because I I have just a little bit more. Yeah. So we are actually drinking the. Oh, you know what? Um, we're drinking the Irish Coffee Brown Ale from Black Abbey and. All of the beers are Black Abbey. Yeah, this Definitely. one is like I was excited about when they dropped the post about it. It's in collaboration with Dish of Coffee, which is a local coffee shop right down the street, actually, from the brewery on uh, on that side of town. So this it was just like a match made in heaven. Yeah, right down the street. So it's just a couple steps across the street. Get you what you need and. Make something really good. So, and I've heard good things about District Coffee. I just haven't had it myself. And I'm not going to lie that little bit of, I just had like the smallest swig, no pun intended, <laughs> of Jameson mm-hmm. in it. And I could taste it a little bit. It's good. And I need just a little more taste of the Jameson, if you don't mind. Yeah. It <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely um, good. You can, you can pour that in there. I was thinking about this cold brew that we have and mm. putting it in the rest of the... Damn, I wish we had more. Should should have on to it. Mm. Yeah, that that's a nice that's a nice combo right there. And Jameson really sets that Ooh, off. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> and I feel like I put a decent I feel like I put a decent amount. Mhm. This is this is good. This is like very bad, like light, smooth easy and like approachable to drink it's not nothing overbearing beer or whiskey wise mm-hmm. it's just like boom you taste both but it's not like they're not overpowering each other i feel like um this it would definitely sneak up on you a thousand and, percent and it's very much uh acceptable for the morning time listen yes. i'm a beer drinker so you can give me an ipa in the morning and call it orange juice um <laughs> that's Hey, that's me with uh, stouts. You know what I'm saying? Like we can, we can, we can make anything. You know this. Uh, this Belgian triple has uh, grape notes. Oh, okay, you can it's eat like grapes grape in juice. The morning. Yeah, yeah, it's like a grape fruit tray for the morning. Yeah, grapes, fine. Coffee stout. It's coffee. Yeah, it's a cup of joe. <laughs> like um, this is plum. Okay, yeah, I like fruit in the morning. You know, so it don't it don't take much for me to 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 uh come up with an excuse to have beer but the the coffee flavor is just you know it, it's very cold brew and mm-hmm. you know you can get away with this and um at your desk almost definitely <laughs> at your virtual desk at your home desk don't be at work trying to sip this shit we're right. not we are not responsible and don't for, go to your zoom meetings with this just casually drinking it. Just get through the meeting first. No, they can casually drink it. Just have it in a in a mug. In go. a in a coffee cup, not like a beer mug, guys. Coffee cup. Coffee mug. But- <laughs> right. Coffee mug. But this um yeah, I this Irish okay, Irish coffee brown ale, it's it's just it's easy to drink, man. Yeah, I almost like coffee. In my brown ale better than like a coffee stout or porter because just because the approachability. I like this was just smooth and it didn't hit you. Sometimes with a stout or a porter, even coming from a stout drink, it can be like, oh, yeah, that is coffee. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> That's that, coffee in there. That I'm glad you say that because it is not giving me heavy coffee. It's not giving me black coffee vibes. Mm-hmm. It's giving me a little cream in my coffee. Ah, okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Taking in like a no yeah, yeah. no lactose in it, but it's giving it's like that edge is that gone. That malt profile gives it gives yeah. that like a little I don't sweeter say lactose. Yeah, sweetness to it. Yeah, a little sweeter. So that's your stevia, I guess. <laughs> I'm totally here. I'm totally here for it. So, what do you do? You have plans for St. Patrick's Day? Because again, this was all related to Rhizome's St. Patrick's Day event. Yeah, and. Uh, you'll you'll be listening to this, and St. Patrick's Day has happened. Or so happening. 
our plans um our plans have we we might have plans but if y'all don't if we don't come through with them like sometimes we start drinking too early and we don't make Things it happen right <laughs> i don't have any strict plans honestly i probably gonna just look on social media yeah like oh we're doing this beer thing at a place that you really love to hang and drink beer at I'm like, okay, I'm going to go there. It makes sense. <laughs> like, I'm just going to just play as it comes along. That's usually what I do on most St. Patrick's days. Especially if it's on the weekend. That's like the perfect time to be like, all right, well, what the hell is going on today? Man, St. Patrick's Day on the weekend is... Um, and that's going to be like that next year because it's Thursday this year, so... Is it Thursday? Oh, yeah. No, it's, I thought it was Wednesday. Wednesday it is. It is Yeah. Wednesday. So we gotta we got two more years before it ends up being um <laughs> on the weekend. But when it is on the weekend, it is definitely a turn up. I used to go to um in Atlanta, there was like, you know, pub mm-hmm. crawls and such. Yep. And I love a good drinking holiday. Oh yeah. I me love, too. Any excuse to get some alcohol in me yeah. without judgment. Yeah, I love a good drinking holiday. There. So <laughs> I would I would go and you know I drank the whole um green beer. Yeah, just that's a really interesting experience the next morning, especially when you forget that you drink green beer and you like That's a little sketchy. Yeah, you like what in the hell is going on in my insides? Um my dad this is this death? Right. <laughs> so I had the, you know, like the Irish car bombs and uh, like I said, the green dangerous. beer, yeah, and that thing is definitely weird because if you don't, if you don't drink it immediately, it curdles. Because and you're into a horrible night. I've seen it happen. Yeah, yeah, it's gross. I've seen it come. I've seen it come back up way too many times. It is gross. I did a I did a lot of partying in my younger days. Yeah, and I'm I did Irish car bombs when it wasn't St. Patty's Day. So, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, you know, they're one of the things that I like, I've never been big on Guinness or Irish whiskey and I really only drink it on that holiday. You know, if somebody bring it, I'm going to end up, you know, partaking. Right. I'm I'm gonna have a drink with it for sure. Yeah, on, you know, if you want to come on, you know, August the third and bring me some Irish whiskey and some, uh, you know, the car bombs, then I'm gonna do them. Yeah. If it's a turn up, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> like, That's how I end up doing uh, them before. I'm, but I'm in there like swimwear. But. It's nothing that I'm looking for. I don't wake up and be like, I think I want an Irish car bomb today. Yeah, I was like, I just need an Irish drink today. No disrespect, but it's just not something I think about too much. <laughs> but this is but this is opening my eyes to possibilities. Yes. I'm I'm open minded. I just don't think about it, but I am open minded. And, so. and um I, I think like in my mind, my experience with or in college, my experience with um Irish whiskey, uh, my palate wasn't as defined or refined. Yeah. And now I'm I'm more appreciative of it. I can't really say it's still my, you know, it's not my favorite. You got Irish whiskey if you want your feelings hurt the next day in college. Yeah, like you didn't go to appreciate Irish. Yeah, whiskey yeah, nah, or Irish was... like inspired drink. Like you know you're gonna get hammered. You know you're gonna get smashed. Whatever yeah. you want to call it, that's what you went and got it for. Now that you're older, you're like, okay, like I can have this after a long day and just sip on it, and I'm still gonna get what I need. I need my problems to get. To disappear with each passing sip, and that's what that's what you get with these uh with Irish whiskey. Like now that you're older, a little bit. Yeah, I would, I would, <laughs> I would agree with that. It's definitely something um that I'm gonna just go ahead and pour out the rest of that cold brew in there. We'll see if um, I regret that. Um, yeah, I'm gonna put it to the side. Mine. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna right put there. it to the side so we can open up. We can open up the next one. What are we opening up next? Well, this is the Tenebrae. It's a Schwartz beer. The homie Alicia. Yes. You know, uh, the... Fellow Belmont Bruin. <laughs> she's a, a female brewer at Black Abbey. She, um, this is her first production beer. 
where it's Jeez. going in the stores. Yeah, it's going in the stores. I already had it at Craft Brew, so um, I already know it's good. I've been meaning to get get it, and I'm going to get like the four pack separately soon. Yeah, this this is good money though. I was uh, I was I, like I don't know, not pleasantly surprised. I was just like pleasantly excited. I don't know. <laughs> I got what you're trying to say. Because I know she made good beer, and she has a you know black African good beers. I was impressed. There we go. Uh, it was just it it was good. Um, and and I guess you know what I would Ooh, I would kind of use pleasantly surprised because Honey but it was. Sorry. Uh, I don't know. Because I get a very like heavy honey aroma. It probably is just the um it's a lager style beer. Oh yeah, so it's, it's the probably malt. the German the German malt that's kind of giving it that sweetness. Um but oh. I don't know if I like Schwartz beers. Oh <laughs> or you know, at least at that time. So when I had it, I was like, oh, this shit actually ain't that bad. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I like, like a good Schwartz beer. So. Now, now I'm like, okay, maybe I like a good Schwartz beer. Yeah, I definitely enjoy that. And I enjoy Black Abbey because they take really great responsibility in their names. They try to not step out of their boundaries when it comes to appropriation or anything like that. You were mentioning car bombs and things like that. Like, how is cultural appropriation viewed in other, I guess, cultures? Like, how do you... Like, I know Sarah mentioned it in the... Well, Sarah, in the in the episode, she said that Irish people aren't that sensitive. And, you know, um, that you... They don't care if you call it... Um, you know, they don't care about St. Patrick's Day. Right. Now, they did say, you know... Calling it a an Irish car bomb, she made the comment of like, "Would I come to the U.S. and say, can I get a 911? You know, it was Man, one of those. When she said that, I was like, "Oh <laughs> shit!" You know, what I'm saying that is a terrorist act. The car bombs, like a domestic terrorist, maybe, right? But it is a terroristic act, and um, I don't also don't think they like uh, black and tans. No, they don't. So they don't want you to disrespect their alcohol. You could definitely uh, uh, disrespect their culture, but not the. Yeah. <laughs> but is that their culture, their alcohol? So it's like, what line are you walking here? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, ultimately, the the whole appro- appropriation thing is concerning in general. Um, when I partake in these drinking holidays, you know, specifically like Cinco de Mayo and and uh, St. Patrick's Day. Day. Um, yeah. So I like back in the day, I used to wear a sombrero. I would do like a little mustache, and, right? You know, for the whole uh, Cinco de Mayo uh, thing, the draping, like not jacket. Yeah, I'm not even gonna pretend like I know what the name of that is. I know what it is. I Google it while we're here, yeah. but <laughs> I know poncho? what you're talking about. Poncho. There now, you go. Yes. I think that's what it. Um, if it's not, please correct us in our comments. <laughs> <laughs> right. And when I understood that that was appropriation and that was disrespectful, I like I, I stopped doing that part. Right. But I will still go and get me some margaritas. Yeah. No, I'm I'm there. Tequila shots, margaritas. Not as many tequila shots as I used to hung up that part of my life up in the rafters and just look at it fondly every now and then. Right, right, right. <laughs> I was like, I so even with this. Yeah, even with St. Patrick's Day, like I'm not doing the whole um, dress up as a um, leprechaun. A leprechaun type shit. You know, I'm I like, might wear a little green, you know, because it looks good on me. But, um. <laughs> <laughs> I can see the wearing the green. And again, I, for me, and this, please, I'm very open to education. I don't see a problem with um, celebrating mm-hmm. and and enjoying the holiday, but I don't want to, like, make a mockery of that I'm culture. Not, I'm not exact same way. Like, I definitely want... Maybe it's a good time for me to, like, learn, like, on those holidays about, like, why are these even a thing? Why is it a holiday? Yeah. Like, like yeah. In America and, like, 
really understand it, then maybe that would continue to further change my viewpoint of the holiday and give it more appreciation that I would give or some black things would give like Kwanzaa or something like they have that level of appreciation. I can gain that through just reading and using that good old search engine we like to call Google. Uh, you know, I'm willing to really make any holiday a drinking holiday. Yeah, like, I mean, if y'all can... free Arbor Day, holla at your boy. <laughs> <laughs> pour one out for the tree, pour one out for, for me. the trees, baby. You know, <laughs> and, and so, um, I, I, I hear what Sarah was saying as far as like the, you know, they're tough skinned or whatever, but I think. I think it's just, um, it's not anything that I just want to contribute to. Right. And I think it's just like a level of, not sensitivity, it's like a level of like pride and like protection mm-hmm. of your culture. Like if it gets watered down too much, people that engage with the culture might not take it as seriously or don't appreciate it the way they should appreciate it. Mm-hmm. But I definitely think like if you want to pay homage, that's fine. Like paying homage is cool. This is when you start using it for your advantage, or you disrespect it any kind of level. Well, when you take kind of... when you take things that have been attributed to their culture and make a mockery of it. Yeah. And you know, I haven't learned if um, I haven't learned if how leprechauns came to be associated with Ireland. The the most I can I mean, I now I feel like I want to look that up, but I I don't know how it how it came to be, and I'm not and because I don't know that, and I haven't took that time to learn that it's not my place to to represent it. Exactly. It's yeah. like because if I'm gonna represent it, I need to represent it in the way that it needs to re- be represented, and it should be represented, and and not in the way that I like that makes it comical. And, exactly. You know, cartoon like. No, that's no, that's that's very real. I think that's like where we disagree with Sarah. I think overall, as a sentiment for us, it's just like you still got to protect the culture somewhat. Like, yeah. Don't let people water it down. So when they come to Ireland, it's not just like ah, eh, whatever. <laughs> that's real because if you allow people to water down your culture. And just make them, you know, make a mockery of it and just treat it how they feel like it should be treated. It's no longer going to be your culture. Exactly. That's why black people protect black culture so much. And, you know, I don't, I don't know. And I'm, I'm not going to say that like Sarah was hinting at this by any means, but if you compare, you know, her feelings versus like what, what I as a black person feel. I am very protective and I'm going to end up shutting some shit down. If you walking around here in uh kente cloth and you don't have any business walking around here in kente cloth. I'm going to say something. I'm going to say something. No, I, I Because I, I want to protect the culture. No, I definitely agree and I'm along I'm along that as well. Um if you especially if you don't know the story behind it and how it moves this culture forward. You shouldn't be wearing it just to get that culture to pay attention to you. If yeah. you don't respect it, you don't treat it right. Like, no, don't use it as a marketing tool to create to reach whatever diversity quota it is. Whether you need to hire five more black folk, like <laughs> um, you need the three black folk on your committee, employee, or anything like that, don't. <laughs> Like, don't use it for that. Like, use it, like, if you appreciate it, love it, understand the history behind it, and you can explain why you appreciate it and what this means. And I think... No doubt. And I think, like, black people are protective of our culture because, like, our culture permeates everything. Listen. Like, it permeates... (laughs) We are the Music. (laughs) It permeates beer with beer starting in Mesopotamia and Egypt and getting moved out and now the epicenters in Europe like yeah things we we gotta protect it because we're going to lose it we're so much 
used to being it, we've losing been erased. things. Yeah, it, our our history, our culture has been erased, and so you know uh, another thing that you know the Irish they pretty much know where they they've come from. Yeah. So you can you probably can allow more stuff because you know where your cult, like where your heart is, so to speak. And with with black people, I, I think we lose a bit of that. But I'm I don't want to go too deep just because uh, yeah, this could be a my, whole. Uh, I don't want to put my um, woke hat on right now. I mean, we I'm are. I think we much. always have the woke hat cocked ace deuce like Ti, <laughs> you know, just sitting right on the tip on the brim. Um, but we don't want to activate it. Yeah, but I don't want to. <laughs> you know, that's not what this part is. It. I do have the concern of appropriation when it comes to drinking holidays. And so that's going to be how, you know, I'm going to try my best to respect it. Uh, some people say you don't celebrate Bradham, but I like, it's hard for me to be like, well, the Mexican restaurant is doing a deal and margaritas and is lit right. over there. Why not do it? And you know, or the Irish pub is turning up for St. Patty's Day. I'm like, damn, they having fun. I just want to go have fun. So there's definitely levels to it for sure. Yeah. It's like I I can go have fun as myself and represent and not represent the culture, but um experience the culture. The like, culture. Why is it this fun? Yeah. <laughs> like, and not come in there and make fun of it. You know, yeah, so you come in for scientific reasons. I think that's that's your that's your excuse. <laughs> so what is your um what is your favorite drinking holiday? I, I could I could just extend it a little bit and say like holiday that you drink on. <laughs> <laughs> right. I actually genuinely love this I wanna ex- give me a chance to explain this. Okay. I like July fourth. Okay. Not for what it represents. It's just a Good time. It's warm outside. Hi, you with your with your people. Yeah. With your tribe. Yeah. Hanging out, drinking, eating good food, talking shit, roasting each other. Like Okay. And just like that's like for me when it comes it's more commercial side for July fourth. Yeah. That yeah. enjoy versus like the actual historical. Fuck the historical part, but like July fourth or like coming together, barbecuing, hanging out, like just sliding. And I think for me, screaming with Frankie Beverly, right, right, when right, that comes on. I think for me, that's Memorial Day weekend. That's real because that is the start of summer. That's like okay, we are you know we, grilling season high. You know, yeah, we here now. We right. we definitely um, have made it. You know, so uh, that is where I would. That's real. That's that's probably one of my favorites. But I think, like, honestly, Cinco de Mayo, because I love Mexican food. And yeah, Cinco de Mayo is just like, I feel like that's like understood. Like, it's on a level of its own. Like, I don't think you need to talk listen, about it because everybody's like, you're going to say Cinco de Mayo. You're going to say Cinco de Mayo. Listen, Cinco fair. de Mayo has been it and lit because, um, what again, most of my experiences have been in Atlanta. Mm. Here in Nashville, we go and celebrate Cinco de Mayo, it's but not it's not, not the same, same of as to what I'm gonna express real quick. Um, now, uh, the Labor space, the too. space on um, well, shit. The name of the restaurant is Cinco de Mayo. I'm like, what? But yeah, Cinco de Mayo on up there on Bell Road. Mm-hmm. It's always a turn up. On Cinco de Mayo, it's it's thick. You know, people are there. It's it's a good time. But in Atlanta, there was um, a Mexican restaurant that would turn like the parking lot into oh a, yeah an area they bring out tables and rope it off and you know they extended their um they extended their reach or their service area if you will mm-hmm. and so. We'd come and, you know, you get drinks and you have a wristband and you, you know, like, I don't even know. Oh, yeah, it was a vibe. I don't even know if I drank in it. I mean, I drank. I don't even know if I ate. Some days that like, I mean, some days I went a couple of years, but sometimes I think in the beginning we were able to sit down and order. But once it got thick, like Mm -mm. there was at this point, there was only drinking 
And it was so much fun. It was almost like a reunion for like a lot of Georgia Southern folks because we would all come and hang together. And then you will see um, just all the people that you would you have hung with. And, you know, like that was like that one time a year where you like, hey, and because the food is so scarce, you might end up sharing nachos with some random person. You'd be like, you know, you want some of these nachos? Let me get you a chance. Like, like, you, you look a little, you look a little drunk. Right, right. Those. That cheese ain't get hard yet. Right. And I have some of that. It's still dripping. Let me, let me get a little something. An underrated holiday because it closes out the summer. Yeah. It brings in uh, fall, Labor Day. Yeah. Labor Day is like your last hurrah into essentially what should be grilling. Yeah. It's like that's your last like grilling weekend. The pool so, closed that weekend. Yeah. You know <laughs> what I'm like, saying? So you, you gotta, gotta get everything on the grill now. Like You go out with a bang on that yes. weekend. You go out with a bang and it's a great time. I also love that weather usually around Labor Day. Mm-hmm. It's like it's nice and warm, but it also have like a cooler breeze. Cool, because like, fall crispiness. Because like around like six p.m. like like winds start breezing a little bit. It's like you don't necessarily need a jacket, but you know you could you could have one on, but uh, it of course it depends on where you're at. We're talking about more of the south. The South definitely makes a difference. Man, you finishing up your Tenebrae? I am. This is... um, What's the uh, ABV on that? The ABV is not listed. Oh, just Alicia, you just want to be... Oh, it's 5.8. Oh, shit, okay. I was like, you just trying to be secretive? That's where where the... The drinks starting to kick in a little bit. 5.8. Darkness reigns in the ancient lager beer style. Hints of roast, noble hot bitterness, and crisp German malts make for a delightfully smooth dark That's lager. That's probably where the honey comes from in this. The German malts? Yeah. Because I definitely, like, it hasn't wavered. Like, I get a very, like, honey crisp kind of. Honey crisp like the cereal? Yeah. Nothing... It's not like actual honey, but it's like honey adjacent, if that makes sense. It's, um, I think I know what you're talking about. I will probably give that more of, I guess I, I guess it could be honey. You, you know, like a, like a maple, but not, it's not maple. I'm trying to think of like a, a nice, uh, syrupy sweetness, mm. but I can see like, so I can see why you're going for honey. It's just a little richer for me. Yeah. Then you know, it's even though like I don't know if it's a yeah, yeah, like sweetness to it. Like it's not like super sweet, but like no, man. I, I think you're hitting a nail on the head when you said like that pecan. It's like that. It's nutty, roastiness. Yeah. It's yeah. It it's real easy on your tongue. So, um, and I like those. It makes me want to try that pecan pie stout though. Yes, Bruh, I like. I really got to get there. I got to get there to try this one um, because I've, I got to try that with some Adam barbecue. Um, oh, yeah. And there, I haven't tried to plug a, them, but I'm going to plug them. I said pecan pie stout, didn't I? Did I say that? You did. I think it's a porter. Porter, yes. Yeah, yeah, it's a porter. And the reason stout rolled off my tongue so easy is because I was first introduced to a pecan pie stout from Crowns and Hops. Shout out. Yeah, we talked about that one and that thing just being like hella smooth and I was very surprised by it. Um, and then uh, Crazy Gnome, they got a pecan pie stout. Did we ever figure out which one was made with the lactose or not? You know what? I don't, I don't know. We're going to find that out. Yeah. And then, um, so when Dave said we got a pecan pie porter, I was like, hmm, of course I feel like the flavor profile is going to be a little lighter Cause you know stouts are heavier mm-hmm. typically, um, but I I am interested in what this porter will will taste that, like. That's gonna be really interesting because like porters to me are like I don't want to say daintier, but like they're a little fluffier. Yeah, yeah. Stouts are like <laughs> daintier is like a perfect description for it though. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was like, you know, what I'm it is. But I was like, I. It's yeah. just a little. It's just a little lighter, you know. Like you take a stout and then you just like a stout's like ready to whoop your ass, punch you in the stomach out of nowhere. Yeah, but like a 
reporter is like, he gives you like a good firm pat on the back, let you know it's there, but it's here to support you. A porter might, <laughs> you know, might slip his foot out and trip you on a slick, but if you will never know. You'd be like, damn, oh my bad, I'm sorry. Are you just surprised you fell? Like, the stout, like oh my God, you fell? Right, oh, right. Oh, the stout just going to push your ass over. So yeah, I, <laughs> I, I get what you're going with that one. So um, next on the the menu is Wingman Down. Another it's a quick rising favorite of mine at Black Abbey. Imperial IPA. Yes. I know that sounds so crazy. <laughs> Coming from me, I'm not a huge IPA drinker. But yeah. like, this is well done because it's the malt in it for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, Shawnee had to sit me down and like, you like malt. That's why you... So, yeah. What I found <laughs> is with Imperial, your double IPAs, you're going to have a higher malt profile, especially when it's a West Coast. Yeah. When it's a West Coast uh, sure. style IPA. You're going to cut that more of that malt comes through. And that is definitely your style. I like when um, it's more of a dank. Mm. I like the, that dank flavor, that dank taste of... Those right. I, those West Coast IPAs. So give me that hot profile that, you know, and and usually, I mean, it's like a regular West Coast IPA. Or you can go up into a triple, yeah. which it becomes easier to drink because that high and it's higher ABV, but very Much easy higher. to drink. <laughs> but that um, the malt profile and the hot profile come back in balance. Yes. So on... Uh, so on your West Coast IPA, your regular one, your hot profile might be a a little higher. Yeah. On the double, I find that the um, the malt profile a little higher works a little bit stronger there. But for me, triples, I like triples, and I can drink triples like the triple home style from Beer Diaries. Mm-hmm, that was good money. That's absolutely delicious to me because even though it came out more bitter. I didn't have to go chase after the maltiness. It kind of just like, mm-hmm. oh, hops are taking the front seat, but malt is in the back. Like, yo, you see me. Like, we here. We out here. Like, I, I think that could be a fun episode for us to do definitely. a, um, you know, a, a, a double or a single double triple IPA mm-hmm. flight. With maybe like two different breweries, you know, so doing um, Bearded Iris mm-hmm. and the Homestyle series and then an equivalent of such. Yeah, I'm you down know, with that. That, that. I feel like that would be a fun experiment. And for me, it would, because I'm, you know, I'm an IPA addict, so I'm always like looking at IPAs and to an extent, I feel like I should love every IPA. And I like a lot of them, mm-hmm. but when it comes to that more maltier profile, they actually become less. Now I enjoy this one a little more because it's drier. Gotcha, yeah, yeah. But like talking about like you should like every style, everything in your style that you prefer the most. I'm like that with um, stouts. I'm not the hugest fan of like heavily hop stouts. Okay. Like, yeah. I appreciate them. I'm like, I know why this is good, but I'm like, no, I kind of want the strength. I want the malt. I want the sweetness a little, yeah, uh, persevere a little bit more. If it's like dry hop or like has a little tinge of it, I'm cool with that. But it was like, okay, this is a stout, but it's like, I taste the chocolate, but oh shit, I taste a lot of Simcoe and Amarillo hops. Yeah. Ah, okay. It gets a seven, seven, eight out of 10. Right. Yeah. I want I want the chocolate, I want the sweetness, I want sometimes even the fluffiness. Whatever I feel like if I read the description, I Whatever want more you feel of the like, sweeter. Yeah. And then if it says drive, I want that to be like, oh it it exists, but I don't want it to be a main character. I get you. So I get you. You want to have that profile, but you don't necessarily want it to be overwhelming. And, and exactly. yeah, because you still want it to be like the stouts that you know, but like you can play around. I got a little gray area on right. the stout like, area I, that I like. I'm open minded, but like don't go over 
overboard with my open mindedness. Yeah. That's like <laughs> Yeah. I need a good I need a good West Coast IPA. And it's not so much I mean that they don't exist. It just I haven't well in the wintertime they don't exist as much. Oh no. Um you're gonna get your maltier IPAs during during the wintertime. Um but in the summer when those dank IPAs where you know they they hover at about seven percent. Yeah. And IPA land is crushable. <laughs> and I can rock with those when it's warmer outside. Like I have a greater respect. I'm like it's still not my go-to, but I'm like it's nine degrees outside. It's hot, and this thing is crisp. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> like this is good. Like I wouldn't. This wouldn't be on a constant rotation in my fridge or anything like that. But like time I brought it to a bottle share or. Brought me a couple of cans or bottles of something. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I appreciate this. I'm not a huge IPA drinker, but I'll get into this. Did I read the, um, this is yeah. 8%. And this one brewed in the classic, brewed in the spirit of classic West Coast Imperial IPAs. Big hop aroma and mm-hmm. flavor. Bold bitterness balanced with liberal amounts of malt sweetness. Keep cold, drink fresh. Yeah, like I definitely get the West Coast vibe from it. Oh yeah, oh you get they the achieved. hot burn without the hot burn. If that makes sense, they like, achieve the they achieve. I mean, based on that description, they achieve what they were going for. Mm-hmm. And it's actually, I mean, it's pretty tasty. Um, even though, and it does have a malt multi sweetness, but because the beer, um, there's like a drier finish, and not like says. a sweeter finish for me. Uh-huh. Um, it makes it more enjoyable That's and, and brings me, brings it like, okay, this is the kind of IPA I fucks with. So, um, you know, Black Abbey has really been impressing me with their beers. I'm not going to lie. There was one point where like I was, i this was a little earlier in my beer journey, I will say. Um, but I wasn't a big fan of their beers. And I'm going to go with part of it is I didn't understand what I was drinking. Oh, that's a thousand percent for me. Yeah. And and when you understand that, like, they don't always brew beers in the style, my preferred style. Mm-hmm. But they brew good beer. Yes. And so if I'm going here and I'm going to Black Abbey and I want to venture out a little bit, I know I can go there and I'm going to get... Good beer, you know, either true to style or um, acknowledge that it is a play on. Yeah, or it has some sort of like thing that you do like in your beers traditionally. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Like I still get the hoppiness. Cool. It's not really my style because it's a short beer, but like I get the hoppiness, so like I appreciate it. Yeah. Versus like for me, like with like a porter or anything like that, I like a little sweetness, a little coffiness, and cough coffiness. Mm-hmm. A little bit of coffee in but like with porters, it like it gives me a nice gentle ride down like that beer strain, and I'm okay with that. And yeah, that's what I get with like the 44 or the POTUS, whatever you want to call it. That's what I get, and that's why I appreciate about appreciate about it. All their beers, I never really had like an overbearing beer where like I taste like something like ten yeah. times more than any other part of that profile mm-hmm. so uh, they always make something really good that way and that's the same thing with me like gray man came out with ipa yeah and i drank it at i was somewhere here in nashville and i had it for the first time and i thought it was terrible okay i can go back to him like it wasn't terrible it just, i just didn't know what i was getting into i didn't understand why it tasted like this. I'm yeah. Like, why why does this hurt? Yeah. <laughs> like, this is gross. But now I think about it, I'm like, it wasn't, it was brute well. It wasn't gross. It just wasn't my style, but like, it was good that I can like kind of think back on it because it was a low key traumatic moment. <laughs> <laughs> it, I can, I can understand that. If you, if you have a beer and the style doesn't, um, or like your first interaction with that beer is off putting, then it's hard to jump back in. Right. I, that happened with me with Saison's. Mm, mm. I had a couple Saison's and I just, I didn't know the profile of Saison's. It was just like, I'm getting the flight. They might've had a higher ABV, which is likely like why I chose it. 
Um, More likely. <laughs> and so when, so, you know, when it comes in a flight, I'm like, oh, I don't care for this. So in my head, oh, I don't like saisons. But there's a spectrum of saisons. Just like there's a spectrum of IPAs, there's a spectrum. And you have to just identify where on the spectrum mm-hmm. you fall. And it's easier to find that um, equivalent once you say, oh, okay, I like farmhouse saisons. Or I like more floral, you know, yeah, saisons, like Belgian saisons. Yeah. yeah. You know, so you have to figure out where you're going to fall on things and... Um, like I will say, like speaking of falling, we've had like a good amount of beer. Yes, and a lot of beer fell this episode. Yeah, this was um, a record like, almost. Yeah, <laughs> amongst Jeff, just us two. Yeah, Jeff, you definitely y'all put together um, Rhizomes. Y'all put together a great event, and we've enjoyed the video. Uh, we hate that, of course, we missed it live, but we wanted to make sure we gave props. And um, Black Abbey, the beers. Keep doing what you're doing. Don't don't change your ways. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah, y'all. You know, y'all are definitely on point. the The dopest part of all of it, though, is we are brewing an anniversary beer. Yes. With Black Abbey for the Swigs one year anniversary. So that'll be dropping in April. Y'all absolutely need to keep up with it um, on our social media. Uh, we'll be brewing soon and capturing, you know, our experience. Fun, fun uh, what are we making? What are we making? Making a black IPA, people. Yes. So black IPA. We got the stout man here. We got the IPA attic here. It it was it just made sense for us to kind of combine those those two roastiness hoppiness how much but what a better combination yeah Boy, it's gonna be let's be real <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be um a great experience and we've worked with Ben the brewer to kind of put a recipe together um we're gonna do a little research to to figure out like the last little bit of hops that we'll be using. Um, but it's going to be fun and it's going to be tasty and more information will come because we'll have a whole, you know, release at Black Abbey and turn up a little bit. Yeah. Turn up a little (laughs) bit. You're going to hear from us real soon. So y'all follow us on social media at the Swig Podcast. You can find us on IG and Facebook. You can find me at the Black Beer Experience. You find me at the Bearded Brother. And um, we're going to actually head over to IG and go live for a bit because we have one more beer and we have a little bit more um, shit to get off our chest. So uh, y'all be easy. Drink up. We love y'all. Peace. Bye. Lift your glass to the Swig Podcast and keep toasting. Take a swig. Take a swig. Yeah.